to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts, now in high definition, and I am joined by my two illustrious co-hosts. I am joined by Rad Dreams Review. Yellow, I'm back. Welcome back, and I am joined by my brother, I Chameleon. Hey, yo. Yo, what's going on, gentlemen? What has been up? I, I want to say welcome back, Mason. Welcome mm-hmm. back to Ohio. Yes, it's good to... Well, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> mixed feelings about being in the land? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> the land. You, you know how it goes in the old Ohio. Yeah, yeah well, I, we fully understand, but we're glad to have you back. In the no, it's, it, it, all joking aside, it's, it's good to be back. Good. <laughs> We want to give a special shout out to George, who joined us on last week's episode. Yes, huge, thank you very huge much. Compliments. Huge compliments. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to ask you guys, Mason, we know kind of what you've been up to, but we're going to get to your update in a second. Uh, Chris, what has been going on in your realm? What has been going on in my realm? Um... <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> I've been playing RuneScape. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been playing a little bit of uh, Toxic League. Uh oh, you're playing again. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm back again. They they didn't pull me back in again. He's back, maybe. Yeah. How how uh, how'd they pull you back? I don't know. People just wanted to play, so I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll play." <laughs> That's so fair. I'm I'm back in uh, Brink Hell, um, and. Uh, yeah, I've been. I've actually been playing a little Overwatch here and there. Oh, really? Um, uh, so it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, we'll we'll be talking about them probably for our first topic, but um, yeah. I did see the player. Um, I guess what's it called? Like the player population. Base? Yeah, yeah, player base, player population has been uh, steadily decreasing with Overwatch Two. Is there, yeah. do you, do you see that or like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so hard to say. So like sometimes if you just, if you like, so if it's just me and one other person playing and we both queue mm-hmm. is damage, it takes about four minutes to get into a game. Um, if you queue as like support or tank, it's like a minute to two minutes, mm. a minute for the support, two minutes for a tank to get into a match. So I, I mean, those feel pretty standardish to me yeah. for those type of roles. Um, I would agree because like, it's like that in league. At least it, it was like that for a time where if you queued yeah. as like a marksman or queued as like mid lane or even top lane, it took a little bit longer for you to yep. find a match. But if you queue as like jungle or support, you're like instantaneous. Yep. Yep. Yep, yeah. So I I feel like that's pretty standard, even with like mm-hmm. MMOs. Like oh yeah, like I, uh, yeah. I used to be really really heavy into World of Warcraft, and I played a rogue, you know, high yep. damage class, and oh my yep. god, my my wait times were insane. But probably like twenty minutes. <laughs> like alt accounts that I had, I, I had an alt healer, alt tank, <laughs> and like. It was night and day in terms of wait time. Like I had no issues finding anybody. I believe it. I believe it. But yeah, I, I have a feeling that the game hurt when they kind of killed that PVE mode. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, I, honestly. But were that yeah. many people were that many people just like waiting around for PVE mode just to like keep playing it? And then when it was announced that, oh, we're not going to do this anymore, 
that many people just left? It's because it was something different, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, Overwatch 1 and 2, there is a difference. Like, there's, you go from uh, 6v6 to 5v5. Mm-hmm. You get some new maps, uh, some old maps. But, like, you're still kind of playing the same core game concept. Okay. When you take out this mode that you promised, I guarantee you it hurt a little bit because everyone's like, all right, well, I've done this before. I'm I'm going to roll out to one of my other games, and that'll be that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's probably a bit of that, to me, to be honest. Oh, that's very fair. Mason, what's been going on your end since the last week since you've been back? Uh, I've been... <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at me for this, but I downloaded uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 for Xbox Series X. This Masochist. guy. This guy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> He's just been it's injecting Divinity game. in his veins. It can't get enough. He's addicted. <laughs> I am. It, 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 no, seriously, I am. It's my most favorite game. I've beaten it on PC. I've beaten it on PlayStation. I've beaten it on Switch. So I'm like, you know what? Xbox, I'm coming for you, baby. You know, this is some real insider baseball to the listeners. Our number one episode was Skyrim, and we talk about the people who just, no matter what, they'll buy Skyrim on every single console. Mason <laughs> I, is one of those I, people, just not with Skyrim. Divinity. Yep. And, <laughs> all right, so there, there's a big reason for it um, that I'm replaying it, too, is uh, we'll get into this later, but Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out soon, and yeah. it's made by Larian Studios, who also makes Divinity. Um, big, big, big Larian Studio fan over here. Um, so I wanted to dive into um, Divinity once more, but on Xbox and the I will say the graphics on the Series X version. I downloaded it uh, via cloud, but I enjoy the graphics on this rendition as opposed to the PlayStation edition. Yep, that makes um, sense. Yeah, but console. in terms of like best controls overall uh i would say pc for sure and then in terms of ease i would say switch oh all right Ease in what way actually what do you mean Ease is just pick up and go and play okay yeah yeah he's addicted addicted. he needs to be Mm -hmm. playing in the alleyway (laughs) and what's cool with the switch is you you know you press the home button put it in rest mode and then you press home button again and then it just jumps you right back in and like no loading so i I like that about the switch um absolutely and what's cool with the switch is you can uh cloud-based game with it uh on your pc game i think you can also do it on playstation and xbox if i'm not mistaken but i could be wrong Mm -hmm. there um but so i've been replaying that uh on honor mode because you know (laughs) i'm a masochist which we know know. (laughs) our, our, our refresher memory is if you die you die for good and it deletes your save I don't know why you do that. I do not understand I why like the challenge. you play like that. I like That's the challenge. That's not a challenge. That's it not is. a challenge. It's, it's, it's not fun. That is not a way of I, fun it's to fun. Me. It's high risk, high reward for me. So funny you say that. Oh, um, God. A couple guys I know that they've been playing Diablo 4. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I've been, I've been steadily holding off on Diablo until the purchase goes through. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to pay for it. And so um, those boys 
have been doing the hardcore mode. So yeah. Just like honor mm-hmm. mode, you if your character dies, he dies to reach your character. Yeah. So <laughs> they no. have been just sitting there. I kid you not, each of them has probably lost about seven characters. Like probably so they would get to about level 40, 50, which is and then die. Which is uh, like a long time because the, the, the game goes to level a hundred. They get to 50 and die. Like uh-uh. you didn't just just redo the cycle over again. I'm just like, you guys are like actually like interesting. I, they I don't even know if they've actually beat the game because mm-hmm. they've died so many times. They're just doing it on honor mode or not honor yep. mode, but hardcore. Dude, yep. I saw a story. I think you saw this too, Devin, with uh, the mm-hmm. new Diablo game where a dude um, had a hardcore character. He was the first to reach level 100 and it got deleted because of a glitch in the game. Yeah, the server lag. Uh, server lag yeah, has killed dude, so many I, characters. I felt so bad for him, but Blizzard actually did something good in a yes. surprise and they um they immortalized him uh on a statue yeah oh, it was cool. like the first uh 100 people to reach yeah, yeah, level yeah. 100 in the game or something like that i think it was at their, it's at their hq i think the statue now maybe it say like did it say like when he reached level 100 because like usually when you look at the statistics of like who are the top rank or the quickest ranking people yeah they're usually at that level before the game has even came out he if i'm not mistaken he accomplished the feat within 48 hours of the game coming out jesus this guy doesn't do anything else but this he yeah, didn't sleep like, <laughs> like he i mean he just true but yeah um and then the last thing I've, I've been kind of up to is uh just watching anime uh there's a new one out that i would highly recommend called Zom 100. Uh, it's a new zombie anime, which we mm. haven't had a strict zombie anime since I believe 2012 when High School of the Dead came out. And uh, that one isn't that good in my opinion because it gets kind of ruined with a lot of fan service and like just uh, etchy, you know, a lot yeah. of perverted things going on. Yeah, and yeah. uh the, like the show in terms of like how they handle zombies was cool as fuck but everything else just detracted so i was just like god damn it we were almost there <laughs> but this new one is really cool i i highly recommend it uh if you get around to it look up zom 100 it's on netflix it's on hulu it's on crunchyroll on pretty much every streaming platform with the exception of like disney and paramount i think Mm-hmm. And 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 HBO. I don't think it's on there, but that is on Netflix. So awesome! But yeah, that's uh, what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and give my little update. I've been kind of like watching shows. I've been taking recommendations, mm-hmm. which is where I'm willing to make them. Which is where I'm willing to admit that I made a mistake. Uh oh. So one of the shows that people always recommend, they're like, "Oh, it's so funny. It's so quotable. You just have to watch it." And I'm not talking about The Office. I tried, hated it. Not funny. But I'm talking about a show on HBO Max, also known now as Max, called White Lotus. I've heard about that. And it's starring Jennifer Coolidge as one of the characters. And, I'm, and I've been told, oh, you have to watch it. It's the new binge-worthy show. I realized I hated the show. I didn't hate it, but I realized the show was not fun in two minutes in. Like, I'm just like, this isn't, oh, wow. this isn't worth me watching. Like, mm. I, I think it was the hype behind, oh, it's a new Max show. Because, you know, when HBO comes yeah. out with the show 
it becomes the new thing for like the the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like about two episodes and I was like, man, this show is just not great. But you know what? Because I started a show, I always try to finish it. And luckily I finished the first season. My opinion on the show did not change. Yeah. I'm not but really- at least you can say that you did it. I watched the first season. There was two seasons. And as the second season was about to start, I just clicked turn off. I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, this might be a hot take from, from, from me. And I might get some flack for this, but that's exactly how I felt with orange is the new black. Nope. I fully there. get that. Okay. I don't ever finished it. I, I never watched it. So I gave it the three episode rule that I have for shows and right off the rip, like first episode, not feeling it. Second episode, I'm like, all right, eh, maybe. And then third, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just can't. Yeah. Orange is the New Black is one of those shows that like, if you're not immediately hooked on it or you're not, not that interested in just starting, that show is not going to change. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. going to be pretty consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next show I'm going to be watching is actually going to be Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, so I'm super excited to watch that. But in the gaming realm, um, unlike you two, I don't play on hard. I, I, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I went straight to easy because for some <laughs> reason I didn't, I didn't care about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. I sure am. <laughs> But when it came to Valhalla, I was just like, I don't care about this at all. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I reduced myself down to the easiest difficulty possible. And I became a god amongst men, which makes it interesting, finally. Okay. So, so I was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I was probably about an hour and a half, two hours into my current session. Not like gaming, but like yeah. my sit down. Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, the game froze. Oh, no. It froze. It froze midway through like something I've been doing for like 30 minutes because I still try to play stealthily just because I'm on easy mode and you can murder anybody. I still like to play it as stealth, but it froze and I sat there and I'm like, do I really want to go back and do this for 30 minutes? And I said, no, I don't. (laughs) So I, I closed out of it and I'm sitting there thinking about what game I should play next. Do I play formula one? Do I go Forza horizon? Do I go play Dusk Falls? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, it's been a minute, and I've had this game downloaded for a while. Let's boot up Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, I do it! Yes! Yes! Nice. Oh, so I finally finally caved. I finally bit the bullet, and I finally booted up Cyberpunk 2077. And guess what happened? Did it glitch? An hour-long update, which meant I closed it out immediately. <laughs> uh, bro. No. So I let it, I let it, I let the update you, play. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you at least let it update? Yeah, I let it update, I let it play, but I I, I I've been I've been looking at Cyberpunk 2077. Um I've been looking at CD Project Red and everything they've been doing, and I was like, you know what? Now is the time. They are having the new DLC coming out mm-hmm. um, with Idris Elba. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm actually going to start Cyberpunk 2077 before I finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because um, I didn't want to play any new RPG game until I was done with one yeah. already mapped RPG. But I don't think I'm going to be done with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't think this is going to be as quick as I thought it was going to be. Well, it's, no, a long it's a game. long game. It's a long game. Yep. Uh, I, I need think, to stop. if I'm not mistaken, it's around 100 hours? 
Well, Wedge McCall, I think my playtime with Assassin's Creed Odyssey was 119. Yeah. And with the Yakuza 0, I think it was 101. And Yakuza Like a Dragon, I think it was like 78. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you'll be you'll be over 50 hours for sure. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm the problem is, with since it's a Ubisoft game, one of the biggest criticisms about Ubisoft is that the maps are too massive and there's too much to do. Mm-hmm. Too many indicators. That if, if you feel like you're like not doing the game right mm-hmm. justice by like not going to every single freaking indicator that's how and it is in skyrim yeah <laughs> and that is my problem with with valhalla yeah. every time i open the map and i see an indicator close by Depressed. i just go towards it and then when i get closer guess what happens go to another I, one i find more of them mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then i find then i find ones that you can't access until you're later on in the game but I spent 30 minutes trying to access it until I have to Google where can you find it? And it said, oh, it's not available yet. And I was like, wow. So I've just been sitting here for 30 minutes, <laughs> banging on this door, trying to like send the eagle around this house to see if I missed something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take a, another break from Valhalla and uh, finish Cyberpunk 2077. But besides that, that's really my update. But there was a major update while we were away and it's yes. been one we've been talking about for a hot minute take get your shot glass yeah, ready yeah i was gonna say like come on get your drink get your drinks ready activision blizzard and microsoft's deal has been approved the ftc got shut down yep it was slaughtered I wouldn't, it was slaughter it was <laughs> it was actually really bad yeah it made the ftc look like basically they, they look like a joke like an absolute like circus. Like, it, like what it, are you doing? <laughs> it really it, it kind of highlighted uh just um a massive amounts of negligence and and, and almost incompetence. One hundred percent. Like just like why are you going against the American company that's in third place to two Japanese companies? Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) But I appreciated how, like, the entire trial, in my opinion, was actually resolved on day one, was actually decided on day one. Yeah, Yeah, without a doubt. And what the deciding factor was, Sony brought this to the FTC and was just like, hey, you need to stop them because if they take and make Call of Duty exclusive, we will not be able to compete. That's that's just a flat out fucking lie. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But when the judge asked Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer was on the trial, they were, was on the stand, they were like, does Microsoft have any intention of taking Call of Duty away from PlayStation? Phil Spencer says, no. Yeah. And the judge was like, all right, then why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because of the possibility. Ah. So the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys saw this. I may have sent it. We sent so many texts back and forth. Yeah. I look at it. I try and look at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm you like Mason when it comes to uh, restaurant directions. I know. wound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was an email, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have the email in front of me. There was an email that the uh, PlayStation executives were, where they were talking about Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And they're saying, yeah, we don't really care if they buy this. We'll be just fine. Uh, 
And, and then, they had this email and gave it on trial. <laughs> Lit them up right away. Yeah, just they, like cooking. Like, okay, well. Well, I, they really aren't concerned about it. <laughs> right. I was like, I so like months ago, if you if you look listen back to one of our episodes, I initially said that it's very possible that like this could actually have a detrimental impact to them if Microsoft were to pull it off, but they they put a contract on, like they put a contract out there, like, "Hey, sign this. We'll keep it on there for ten years." Yep. But yep. so they didn't want to sign it. They, they, I don't know why they started to be annoying. But I, now I don't know either. Well, yeah, Phil, it, just, it, it made no sense. Phil but, Spencer actually talked about that. He says that we have every intention of working with Sony, but the problem is Sony does not wish to sign a contract. No, no. they don't want to negotiate, and they'd rather bring it to the FTC, who, again, as you pointed out, Chris. Why are y'all going after us when Sony mm-hmm. has been doing exactly what they're accusing us of going to do? Yep. Sony's been just strictly worse. Sony is very like, in a way, they've been very malicious about it. Like they're they're paying developers like Square Enix to actively block games from coming to Xbox. Like Final Fantasy 16 has actively been paid for by Sony to never come to the Xbox. And yep. if you look at the Square Enix sales number, that has not been doing good. They're saying that, that is, they're saying that Final Fantasy 16 is probably one of the worst when it comes to sales. Really? And they asked Square Enix about it. They were just like, so this game in a month sold less than what Final Fantasy 7 Remake sold in three days. Yikes. And, and Square... Because I think it was like 3 million copies in a month, which mm-hmm. is still good. For, but yeah. for a Square, uh, Final Fantasy game, not that great. And Square was just like, it did fine. <laughs> <laughs> which you, means, <laughs> all these numbers. Uh, which means they're going to fire the entire team. <laughs> uh, who was it? Uh, they got rid of uh, Crystal Dynamics. Yes. Yeah. They, sold, they sold it off. Do you remember their, that quote they had? This these titles I, didn't live up to expectations or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Oh my well, what about your, yeah, your what bread about and butter Final, Final Fantasy? Yeah. Did what that not the, live the up the to Golden Goose? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, all right. And for those who are not aware, Crystal Dynamics we're talking about obviously Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, as well so as um, I want to say Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tomb Raider part of that. Yeah. And so with Sony willingly paying money to ensure these developers don't really make money. Microsoft was in a prime position to say, hey, us develop taking Activision Blizzard, emerging with Activision Blizzard, we're only going to expand its other consoles. We're not going to limit it. We've signed a deal with NVIDIA where it'll be on Game Pass. And it was very interesting to see all the things that came out. Yeah. But but naturally, uh, after the judge ruled against the FTC and ruled in favor, of Microsoft Blizzard, the FTC went ahead and they appealed the decision in a California court. Yep, which was Lost immediately, immediately blocked. It was immediately next day. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, good try. No, <laughs> no, they were like, this. You guys are, you guys are like an absolute circus. Like, what are yeah. you guys doing? So like, now we're. I think we're just waiting on the United Kingdom, correct? Yeah, yeah because Microsoft is uh, because the the UK decided mm-hmm. they were going to block it as well, but the Microsoft is going to appeal it. Now, had UK not have blocked it, they would have actually had the merger agreement on July 18th, mm-hmm. and it has been officially delayed until October of 2023. Oh, yes. okay. So that, okay. So that's the ETA for that. Okay. Yep. Yes. and But keep in mind that the judge 
that extended it was very adamant. He was like, if you guys, if you guys are just trying to get this extended for to kill this deal, just know I'm watching you guys. Like they gave some sort of warning to mm-hmm. the CMA. So the UK approved it. The CMA didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in the same country. I don't really like, I think it's like the FTC for the UK. I'm, I'm not sure. So like the country, the UK approved it, but their FTC did not, um, did not. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. So like, I've been seeing a lot of reports and they're saying that the deal could come in the next few days. The deal could okay. come in the next few weeks. They're like, it should be very soon. They're like, yeah. it's like, don't expect the wait until like October. Yeah. Regardless, so, I, I, it's going to happen this year. Yes. Yes. Well, that's a plus, but it is interesting to see because the aftermath of the FTC losing was the head of the FTC having to explain why they keep losing in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you hear what happened with them? No, what happened? Uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm no pretty quoting. sure they lost like 25% of their budget and they were requesting Oof. like, they were qu- requesting like 50% more to like actively pursue the cases and they lost 25%. I'm something like that. Well, what the argument was is that the FTC has been going after companies where it's almost impossible to fight it. Now, you can look at the Microsoft Activision Blizzard. It's not a horizontal acquisition. No, it's it's vertical. It's vertical, so that's not necessarily the definition of an actual monopoly. Had Microsoft tried to buy Sony and Nintendo, then you'd have a point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we don't want that. No, but however, T-Mobile bought Sprint, no Mm -hmm. problem. AT&T. AT&T bought, what was it, Time Warner? Yep. Yep. No problem. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Yeah, that Bro. that's okay. Somehow. That oh, needs man. to go. That needs to get broken up. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how that still that. exists. Like that. I don't know either. I've, they, con- um, they control. I. I think it's over. I think it's, it's close got to ninety like, percent. Yeah. It's. It's. A, it's. A, I know it's over ninety. Yeah. You guys want to hear a scam? Uh sure. sure. I've been using Ticketmaster for the last month because, um, real quick insider baseball, I went to go see Beyonce in Louisville uh, this past Monday, and I had bought Ticketmaster, I'd gone to Ticketmaster to buy her show in Pittsburgh. The show got canceled. Um, They have not yet issued me a refund, Mm -hmm. even though it got canceled like two weeks ago, so that's cool. So when I went down to Louisville, where I was on Ticketmaster in Louisville area to see about the tickets... Almost all the tickets were bought up by scalpers. Yep. So now you have to buy uh, Ticketmaster verified verified resale. Mm-hmm. And so with the verified resale, the ticket was about I want to say nine hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. 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 One. I, I yeah. was gonna guess like a thousand dollars because that you know it's Beyonce. Yep. But when you c- consider taxes, so taxes is also a little bit <laughs> played into that. And then you consider the Ticketmaster fee. Yep. Oh, the yep. hidden fee. Yeah, yep. here we go. How much Ticketmaster charged me to buy a ticket from somebody else? 150 that, bucks. It was 160 bucks. Jesus. I was goddamn close. You Holy were shit. hella close. <laughs> so Ticketmaster charged me a fee to buy a ticket from somebody else who also paid a Ticketmaster fee. Mm-hmm. That is fucking shady. Like, yep. It is. And when I was going ahead and requesting the refund, apparently had I had Beyonce canceled her 
Louisville show where I bought the resale ticket from, I would have not gotten refunded. The person who bought the ticket would have gotten refunded. Oh, really? And I saw that is the exact same face I made, Chris. That is the exact same. It doesn't make sense. Then what's the point of having a verified ticket? That is the exact same thing I said. I said, this is why Ticketmaster is a scam. Because I was checking on my refund today and I was just going through their like frequently asked questions. And they were like, if your body verified resale ticket, you are not eligible for compensation, the original person who bought the ticket. So I'm saying, oh, that explains why there's so many scalpers. Because like if you were to buy a ticket and you sell that ticket, if for whatever reason the show gets canceled, you get money from both places. Yep. <laughs> you you get double. You and the one, the buyers just out of the 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 last buyer is just out of luck. That's crazy. S O L. And I think that Ticketmaster needs to really stop allowing people to resell tickets, and just allow people to get refunds. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that people can resell these tickets is so stupid. Like if I was going to get a comparable seat to one, so let's say if I want to go to Toronto show, yeah, and I was going to go ahead and uh, get the exact same seat. My seat directly from Ticketmaster, not a resale in Pittsburgh, was 500 bucks. If I was going to do that exact same seat in Toronto, verified resale, $2,500. Jesus. <laughs> That's why I went down to Louisville and I paid half as much to get better seats. Mm-hmm. But the whole Ticketmaster thing is an absolute scam. But the FTC has been, I think they said that this is four losses for the FTC. Because they there was another merger that they were trying to do. I think it was, And they also failed on that one. Does the FTC really even have a purpose anymore? Is there even a point in even trying to stop monopolies? Because it doesn't seem like they've been successful at stopping anything. Oh, mm-hmm. I, think was, I think it was the um, the Amazon and Roku acquisition. I think that one kind of got stopped. Well, that's a good I one think, to stop, actually. Yeah, I think that one that's did, a good too. One. Yeah, that's yeah good. I think that was the one that did get stopped. But even um, then, it was kind of like, eh. So I, I, mean, I heard their I mean, next look at, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just look at Disney, too. I mean, they're buying up a bunch of companies. Well, uh, Disney's buying a bunch of companies, but it apparently seems like they're not doing a whole lot with them. Yeah. I've been hearing that they're trying, they might be actually looking to sell. Oh, Disney. Really? Yes. Yes. I, I've, I've just thought about this as you, cause you said Disney, or it would have been one of our topics. Uh, but yes, Disney's actually Bob Iger, the, the, uh, CEO yeah, yeah. is, yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, he's looking, he might be looking to actually sell Disney. Like as a whole, I don't know about selling. As I don't a whole. know exactly what he like. What he means, like, does he mean like just pieces of the business, like the whole mm-hmm. thing? Like, I don't, I don't know how that would work because Disney, Disney's huge. Disney owns oh, yeah. so have much. But I think what Bob Iger is probably going to do is going to probably try to sell off like the franchises. You've seen that they can't. They probably could sell Marvel because they now they no. probably won't. Yeah. But the, the things that I think they're probably going to sell is probably going to be the Star Wars franchise. I can I see that. Not. I do like them have it, to be well, honest. Nobody else seems to like them having it. Nobody seems to like Disney having it. Uh, well, here's why I like them to have it. Because they have unlimited money. So if they can't do it, I don't know who can. <laughs> you know? Now, was Indiana Jones, was that Disney? Uh... Mm... Yes, I think. Hold think on. so. Let maybe, me... or is that Universal? Paramount, maybe? Okay, so it was Disney. Okay. So, Indiana Jones, uh, the Dial of Destiny, is considered a flop. 
fair. Because it only made $300 million and it cost like $250 million to make. It is considered a flop, right? And so I think that Disney's coming into the realization that when you buy up all these franchises, unless you're going to get people truly into these seats to see them, mm-hmm. it may not be a good idea to even continue making these kinds of movies. I mean, yes, something similar happened with Disney when uh, they, do you guys remember Disney Interactive Entertainment? Yeah. Sounds familiar. They made their own company to make video games uh, called Disney yes. Interactive yeah. Entertainment. They were, um, so they tried to make their own games by just buying, 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 and not having like their own individual, indiv- individualistic vision right uh and said they were just buying up like companies and then just using their kind of resources to get these games out and they found a few successes i mean we had kingdom hearts arguably their their best success um story for disney interactive entertainment before they uh disbanded and now they're just focusing on selling licenses which makes sense to me because like you make more money by selling the license and not doing the work of Mm. actually making the game. You can just rely on the industry experts to make the game. And I think when Disney interactive existed, they were trying to do too much in a field that they didn't really know too much about. Um, So that, that us talking about them buying up, like Lucasfilms or Marvel or, uh, you know, they have ESPN and National Geographic and yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some other things that they have, but they uh, now own all of Hulu. Yeah, Hulu, another one. So it's just like, so I don't much. know. I don't know. At some point, Disney's got to come to the realization that they have too much going on. And yeah. And- it's not. I feel like they need to get back to like a uh, specialty. Absolutely. Yeah, but what even? But what even is Disney's? Spe- well, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. This might be a better episode. Uh, yeah, this might yeah. be a better topic for a different episode. But what exactly is Disney's specialty now? Like when I think of Disney, the first thing I think of is Marvel. Music, mm-hmm. amusement parks. I, Mu- I music think, theme parks. Okay. I mean, I think they've lost their way in terms of what their core vision and values are as a as a company because back in like the 90s and early 2000s even maybe before that you know they're strictly animated movies Mm. and that's what they were like known for i don't know but but even in like the early and i we let's add let's talk about disney for our next topic because we have have this topic to cover um but we'll we'll put a pin on that it's definitely a, a big big topic yeah, yeah ret- return for us guys next week if you guys want to hear us discuss disney and the question we'll ask for next week is disney too big yeah and i think what a fun thing to do for each of us to do is just kind of get our own little take on it you know absolutely yep. let's, let's look into it let's research we'll all come in our own positions and we'll go in our corners and we'll duke it out yes but all right, Mason, you are excited for yes. a new game that's about to be coming out. Tell us a little bit more. Yes. All right. So as I alluded to a little bit earlier in my in my intro, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is finally coming out of its very, very long beta test period. And 
I'm trying to recall like how long it was actually in beta for, but it was years. Uh, that oh, it was, was it like yeah. it was a long, long time that it was in a beta test for. Uh, I cannot recall, but I, I want to say it was at least more than two years. Um, maybe because I remember playing it before COVID hit. Um, so it it definitely came out before before 2020. So I want to say like maybe 2018, 2019 range, maybe even earlier than that. I yeah, honestly, I would have to look it up. Um, but I'll put a pin in that. But basically, getting out of beta, it's finally coming out August 3rd for PC, and on September 6th, it is coming out on PlayStation 5. And Xbox has not been officially confirmed as of yet, but that doesn't mean that it's not coming out for xbox it is um don't get it twisted the head of larian studios stated that they are currently trying to figure out uh multiplayer with xbox and that's the biggest holdup for them because it, it 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 can still do multiplayer but it's not to the level in which that they're comfortable with like it's not at that that quality level that larian wants it to be so rather than uh, issuing out for the system, they're going to take their time with the Xbox version and release it at a later date. Um, so look forward to the Xbox version at some point. I'm a, I do think it'll release next year uh, if I'm going to give a, 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 a rough estimate because they, yeah. they said it's playable, just not to that level yet. Uh, but if you're going to play it, you know, PC is the way to go. Uh, if you're a console gamer and have a PlayStation 5 and don't want to play it for PC, I highly recommend picking it up. I've been playing the beta, um, and it's a phenomenal game. I'm reading here that it went into early access October 6, 2020. Oh, okay. And so 2020. Three years. And it, was in, and it was in early beta for so long that they had planned a Stadia version, and they canceled the Stadia version, <laughs> yep. but obviously, as you know, Stadia, Stadia failed. <laughs> Stadia failed. So it was in beta for so long that one of the consoles that was being developed, or one of the systems that was being developed for, also got canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is so funny to me. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a solid game if you like D and D. Um, it's basically like a digital version of D and D, which is really cool. Um, you probably wouldn't like it, Devin, because it has turn based combat. Never gonna play it then. He's I out. was interested. I was interested for a split second, so you said it. I'm out. <laughs> um, but it's like dynamic combat, but it's it it's turn based. Yeah, yeah, he won't like it. Yep. No, I'm good. So no, I'm I, this is no. more of a game for like Chris and I probably. Yep. Yep. Without well, a doubt. I'm happy for you too. I'm happy for you guys to go play your turn based mm-hmm. games. Or right, I'm happy for whatever you're about to tell us next. You know, yep. this next topic. But yeah, right. uh, look forward to Baldur's Gate three. All right, and then let's move over. And this is something that's a little bit close to my heart. So as everybody knows, I am the racer of the group. That's what I do. Love racing games. Uh, I can go back as far as Need for Speed 1, Need for Speed 2. When we were young, Chris, you, me, and Rashad, we used to play the original Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit. Oh, dude. That game brings back such good memories. I love playing uh, Need for Speed Underground. That was like my game. So good. Underground 1, Underground 2, Most Wanted. (laughs) I am a Need for Speed guy, except for the last one. It was okay. 
But in the racing world, there's always been Need for Speed, and that was always like the number one game. A little bit later, you had Gran Turismo, which brought us all into like the sim racing realm. After Gran Turismo, you had Forza come out, and then from there, you took off from Forza Horizon. But while all of these games were coming out, there was one series outside of Need for Speed that sort of kind of remained consistent up until about, I would say 2007, give or take. And that was Test Drive. Test Drive has been a game that has had probably at this point, probably 20 iterations. Oh, wow, that many. Test Drive has been around for a very long time. But the problem was Test Drive was never in the same vein as Need for Speed, as Gran Turismo, even even to a lesser extent, even as Project Gotham Racing for my uh, old school racing fans. Wow. I remember that. Yeah, great game. Fantastic game. Loved it. But Test Drive has always been kind of its own thing on its own little island. Well, I want to say in about 2010, let me just double check, Test Drive unleashed a brand new game, which in my opinion, kind of defined the genre and was called Test Drive Unlimited. So what Test Drive Unlimited was, was this gigantic, okay, so it was 2006. So Test Drive Unlimited was this game, open world driving on the island of Oahu. One of the largest maps, one-to-one scale recreation, fantastic game. Hmm. Problem was, this game was always online, online only. And when you first started it, it was kind of cheesy, kind of like, eh, it's a good little start. But once you've done this type of game, almost every racing game after that had to do some kind of open world. Yeah. If it wasn't, wasn't for Test Drive Unlimited, we would not have Forza Horizon. We would not be having the crew. We would not be having all of these other racing games where you can go ahead and actually leave outside of a track. It showed the world that, you know what? People want to actually just drive around. And do beautiful shit. Cars, beautiful map. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Test Drive Unlimited did not uh, release to a high critical reception. It was like <laughs> maybe like a 7 out of 10. But you know what? They had something. Several years later, after they closed down the Test Drive Unlimited servers, they came out with Test Drive Unlimited 2, which not only brought back the island of Oahu, it also featured the island of Ibiza. Oh, so this, cool. I know, epic. This one, you could buy yachts, you could buy houses. You could. Oh, shit. They had a casino that you can go and gamble in the casino. Devin they had, had everything. They had everything you'd want. But again, when you put a game like that and you put so much in together in a package... It doesn't always hit. And a lot of the criticisms from Test Drive Unlimited 2 were they're doing so much okay, but they're not doing anything well. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. Exactly. The racing, the physics were just okay. The islands were just, the islands were beautiful, but Ibiza was kind of generic. Oahu, we've already visited it. The card roster was better in Test Drive Unlimited 1 than it was in Test Drive Unlimited 2. So Touch Drive Unlimited 2 did not do that well. A lot of people never even played it. And I believe they delisted both Touch Drive Unlimited 1 and Touch Drive Unlimited 2, where you cannot mm-hmm. find either of them anymore. Um, I thought I still actually had access to them because I've downloaded them previously. I no longer have access. So this is the one time, Mason, where I will say I should have had the physical copy because mm-hmm. I always want to go back and play. That, not, not to um, interrupt you, just nope. a brief comment on that. that um we'll put a pin on and maybe do a future episode on. Um, but there's this uh, YouTube personality uh, who goes by the name of uh, the completionist. I don't oh, know if God. you've ever heard of him. Um, yeah. Goes by the name of Gerard. 
but he had a video recently where he poses this question about that very problem, right? In terms of video game preservation and how much of an issue it is. Uh, so I think that would be an interesting topic to handle in a future episode, just us kind of talking about the history uh, of, you know, older games and how to keep them alive. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that for next week because there was also something else that was very sad, and I'll bring that up for next week's episode about um, games that are older. But we'll mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. Um, but going back to Test Drive Unlimited Two, yes. it was released. It was released in 2013. Um, actually, no, it was released in February 8th of 2011. Do you guys know what happened in February or in 2013? What major mm -hmm. thing happened in 2013 in the gaming world? 2013. Yep, 2013. I have no two idea. Two years after Test Drive Unlimited 2 had released. No idea. Atari went bankrupt. Oh, shit. Yep. Atari went bankrupt, and that was the publisher of Test Drive. So <sighs> as of November 2018, the every single every server in Test Drive Unlimited 2 had officially been shut down. You can no longer play it. Mm. So when Atari had gone bankrupt, it was kind of the assumption that the Test Drive series was over. It was done with. It was buried, similar to the Midnight Club series with Rockstar. Mm -hmm. I liked Midnight Club. That was a good game. Great game. Yeah. I wish Rockstar would bring it back, but they basically said they threw out the IP for that. So there's <laughs> never going to be another <laughs> Midnight Club game. <laughs> yeah. Rockstar. Who could have guessed? Um, hey, GTA Five's on Game Pass. Oh, snap. <laughs> Just in case, in case you haven't played it yet, <laughs> Yeah, GTA Five is on Game Pass. <laughs> But when it was recently announced, uh, I believe at one of the game shows, that they were bringing back a new Test Drive Unlimited. This one called Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. People such as myself got hyped. A game that helped define a genre, which we thought was completely gone, is being brought back to life by a brand new developer called KT Racing, and is being published by Nacon, who I am not entirely familiar with what else they've done. Mm -hmm. Now, the game was supposed to release in September of 2023, so two months from now, and it recently got delayed. And when it was delayed until early of 2024, what I guess the developer decided to do, they decided to do like, let's do one of those 30 minute gameplay videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give you guys something to be hyped about, to be something to be excited mm -hmm. for. A little, little, little morsel, little taste. Little taste that we kind of got with uh, Starfield. Uh, Starfield yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, God, that was that was so cool. It was very cool. Now, when KT developers are going to show this Tash Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, they actually got some of the biggest racing game streamers. They had them all come in, have them sit down with a controller in hand, TV monitor. That, that's actually legit. That's a good idea. Uh, that's a very good idea. It was until you came to the realization that um, there was a reason they had to bring in entertainment to do this. Uh, was, was the game just not polished? A full minute into this video, I literally said out loud, this game looks like trash. Ooh. Aww. And no matter how many streamers you have, I think one of the streamers, I think his name is like Black Panda or something like that, or Black Panther, who does Need for Speed uh, videos, they are trying their hardest. They're like making jokes. They're having a good time. But as you're watching the gameplay itself, you're seeing that it's not polished. Mm. you're seeing cars are just jumping around the map just like just dropping in falling out 
the cars themselves don't look like they handle particularly well. The gameplay doesn't even look fun. You're just driving back and forth. Like, it doesn't seem like that Forza Horizon level of excitement behind it. Mm-hmm. And as I'm watching it, I said, okay, you're going to need to delay this well much more than 2024. Yeah, it, it definitely needs some work. Yeah, yeah, and to see that the Test Drive Unlimited, which I'm going to consider Test Drive Unlimited 3, is going to automatically going to be on a back burner. It's automatically mm-hmm. going to be fighting an uphill battle. But to kind of jump off and piggyback off that real quick, they're talking about the new The Crew Motorfest, the, the third crew game coming out by Ubisoft. Yeah. Same problem. They just said, doesn't look fun. Just not that interesting. Yeah. So. I'm concerned that we're bringing a lot of racing games back into the open world realm to compete with Forza Horizon. But I don't think that they're taking the time to stand to show why Forza Horizon blew up and became such a big thing. Oh, just put some beautiful cars on a good map and you'll be good. Because guess where the crew of Motorfest is going to? Uh, Where? Oahu. Just like (laughs) Test Drive Unlimited 1 and Test Drive Unlimited 2. So uh, I've looked. I real quick looked up Nacon and like what other games they've published. So racing game wise, they published the WRC. I think that is okay. Yep, WRC Racing Series. It's a yep. simulated racing game. Yep, eight and seven V Rally, flat out, um, and mm. some motorcycle game TT Isle of Man. Yeah, the TT Isle of Man was just an okay game. So they they have a okay track record. Yeah. But every single game they've released have been on small tracks because it's all just like uh, WRC is just yeah. rally racing on an individual track. So for them to take on a project this big, and keep in mind, this isn't Oahu. They're actually right. trying to do a one-to-one scale of Hong Kong, which I don't know how that's going to work, but we're going to find out, I guess. But overall, yeah. I was just very disappointed. Like I was super excited when this was announced, but the more I see of it and the more I watch and the more I hear of it, I just feel less and less excited. Mm. And if you guys are going to be getting streamers to play your games, those like gameplay videos, make sure they're actually good streamers. Like not, I'm not saying personality wise, everybody drove like shit. Everyone drove awfully. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you guys all would lose to me in a race by a large margin. Just watching how you guys are driving. You need to start making some YouTube videos. I'm not, I'm not a dynamic enough personality to make Mike be making YouTube videos. I am. You don't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the stream, guys. Anyhow, no, no YouTube videos. You don't have to interact with anyone. Well, we'll see. Maybe I, I've always, I've always wanted to do streaming, but like, I don't know where to it, start. Maybe I'll... yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, get it because you, you have to be like engaging. Yeah, stream it's hard. Really, yeah. Hard. Well, apparently, you guys know what else is difficult. <laughs> surviving (laughs) (laughs) apparently social media is difficult yeah uh our next story uh comes from a little old site that y'all might remember that goes by the name of tumblr uh did you guys ever have a tumblr i had one but i rarely like ever used it yeah i i had one as well uh, but like like you, Devin, I very rarely used it. So fun fact about Tumblr, it was founded in 2007. And Jesus. yeah, I thought it, it was dead. No, it's a it's an old website. And yeah. it was actually it was bought by Yahoo of all companies. Oh, God. Great idea. 
in uh, 2000. So it was bought in 2013 for one billion dollars. Chris, would you rather buy Tumblr for a billion dollars or Minecraft for a billion dollars? Oh, Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay. It would you rather buy Minecraft or Angry Birds for a billion dollars? <laughs> Minecraft. 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 <laughs> so, and, so if, uh, you're, if you're dropping a billion, you think you'd be getting like something that's going to build and grow into this mm-hmm. multi-billion dollar thing. And to give you guys a little bit of a context of this next statement, as well as our listeners, from 2013 to 2019, Tumblr's usage slash user population just plummeted, plummeted, plummeted. And to the point where it was actually sold to WordPress uh, .com parent. uh, Oh, okay. WordPress.com parent automatic for just three million dollars <laughs> damn like nothing. Y- you go from one billion to three million and ever i mean they've struggled to grow and uh, funnily enough d- do you guys want to know what led to the mass exodus from the platform actually i do i was curious about that yeah, because it, as well. it's not what you might think so Tumblr banned porn. Ah. <laughs> You're right. That's what it was. That that is I, I do recall. I yep. do like so like do you remember I did that? not Yes. I, I remember I had Tumblr for about a week uh-huh. and I just didn't get into it. And I was just like, there's just like a lot of that on here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm porn. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, out. And unfortunately, like Twitter is just riddled with it uh unfortunately uh there's no there's no ban on it um but in terms of the company in general tumblr loses roughly 30 million dollars each year but at this point why is tumblr even a thing just close it like it loses Uh, more money per year than you pay for it yeah it loses more than it makes um and the ceo does recognize that um but they're they're just hanging on to just <laughs> blind optimism, I guess. I am very curious how much the Tumblr CEO salary is. That's what I'm curious I'm about. Probably more than they're, they're losing a year. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably, it's just his paychecks. That's what's the mm-hmm. cost. So, I mean, I, I do think Tumblr is going to become fully obsolete within the next five years. I mean, it, it'll definitely be done for good in my opinion um well when, well when you have sites such i hate to say it when you have sites such as pornhub you don't really <laughs> need that but you also have reddit you also mm-hmm. have twitter because yep. if i remember if i remember tumblr was just kind of more of like it was kind of like a reddit twitter mixed together yeah it was yeah. like it was it was images that you would mm-hmm. stumble upon or you know tumblr you know the play on words yeah and it's just I think they just need to close up shop. I think yeah. that people need to get this idea that, oh, well, we can bring Tumblr back. No, you cannot. Where is MySpace? Mm-hmm. Does it still exist? It, yeah, it MySpace. Exists. Yes, it still mm-hmm. does. Just like Tumblr still exists. <laughs> I don't know where MySpace. I don't know a single person who uses it or why they would use it. But I don't know a single person who uses Tumblr or why they use Tumblr. Fair. All right, so let's get into our last topic, and that has mm-hmm. to do with the movie trailer. 
And this is, can we consider Willy Wonka a legacy franchise similar to James Bond? Yeah. No. What? I don't think really? it's old enough. Bro. No, the, are know are the we original? talking just about the movies? Yeah, the, the movies, not the books. Okay. Because the first and one the, came out in what, the 70s? I would say the 70s and it flopped in the 70s. Because that's with uh, Gene Wilder. 64. Oh, 64. I retract. I retract. Well, the re- the reason I say legacy is because it has a big uh, history. It's play it's big in history and it's played by a different actor every single time. Similar yes. to James Bond, they have a they have one actor for the series of films and they find a new actor. Well, first was played by Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. legendary next. comedic legendary comedic actor. The next one, which was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, is played by Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. legendary yeah. weird actor. It was Johnny Depp? It kind of does comedy, but he also does serious movies too. Yeah. Um, great, great acting cast. And this new one is, I guess, a prequel. Yeah. And it's played by Timothy Chalamet. What's he from? I've seen him in something. I, just I mean, he's in June. That's it. Okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this dude looks so familiar. I, I'm really yeah. bad with put him in a, Put him in a desert and you'll recognize him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, all right. So I'm going to ask you both. Uh, Chris, since you, have the, you recently watched it, what were your thoughts on the new Willy Wonka trailer? I actually really liked it. Uh, so it gives me a very whimsical like feel to it, and like the um, the topic that they're kind of tackling the the like him breaking into the the chocolate factory things. It's 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 kind of cool. I actually kind of like it. Chocolate mafia and Mason. Yeah, what yeah. are your thoughts? I thought that that was funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the things that I did enjoy about the trailer. I thought like it was a very uh, like tongue in cheek kind of outlandish concept with yeah. that, like the whole like chocolate wars and chocolate mafia, and that uh, you know you had to basically fight the man, so to speak, to to get in. You know, it's the story of adversity, uh, tried and true. Um, yeah, the you know start start from the bottom and now we're here sort of thing. So I I, I like the message that they're getting across. It looks like a fun movie, um, for the current generation. Um, I just don't know how well it will translate, uh, in terms of a modern rendition of Willy Wonka. Uh, personally, yeah. I wasn't a fan of Johnny Depp in Willy Wonka. Uh, when he did it, uh, it, it was just a weird direction. I thought he was fine as an actor in the film, but in terms of like the broad scope of the movie in general, I, I just wasn't a fan. Um, so I don't know. Timothy Chalamet has big shoes to fill when it comes to like acting chops. Um, to to me, like Willy Wonka will forever and always be Gene Wilder. Yeah. I know the movie didn't do well box office wise, but it is a, I would argue a classic now. No, yes, absolutely. I agree. So it, I, I, I'm cautious. I, I'll say that I'm very cautious with this prequel. I'm going to see it and form my own opinion, but I'm very cautious. I think that this is going to be a good film to introduce the younger generation into the Charlie and mm-hmm. the Chocolate Factory with the Willy Wonka story because the Gene Wilder one, a lot of people probably are not, not still showing their kids that one. No, no, it's creepy. Have, it, it is, especially when you have the Johnny Depp one now. Yeah. Um, my only problem is Timothy Chalamet. I didn't... Our, 
I don't know. I could. I felt like they could have casted somebody else, but my thing is, are people going to the theater to see Timothy Chalamet, or are they going to see the movies that here he's in? Like, if you would have cast any other actor, like I'd rather you cast an unknown in these legacy characters than you casting the biggest action or the biggest stars right now. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet has a full uh, IMDb page. All the movies that he has never auditioned for. They have said that Timothy Chalamet has not auditioned for a movie in the last seven years. Really? What's he, he just been missed. in besides Dune? Um, he's been in, I think they call me by your name. Uh, he was in something else. I think it was a comedy. Uh, oh, okay. One well, second. In my opinion, um, there's this one actor that I felt like would have been perfect for the role of like young Willy Wonka. And he is in a very popular show right now called The Bear. Uh, goes by the oh, name of I, Jeremy Allen White. The guy who looks just like uh, Dean Wilder. Exactly. I think they should have cast him. And he's and a good actor. Too close. Okay. Uh, Chris, to answer your question, uh, Timothy Chalamet has been in The French Dispatch, Don't Look Up, Lady Bird, which won, which won Movie of the Year, Interstellar, which I believe won Movie of the Year, The King, Beautiful Boy, Little Women, Bones and All, Call Me By Your Name, Dune, um, and a bunch of other movies, which I have zero interest of ever watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, um, I watched Lady Bird. I thought it was good. Yeah, I've heard of Interstellar. It, I didn't watch it. It's amazing. I, uh, Interstellar I is amazing. Like yeah. It is one of the better, like, modern um, science fiction films. 100%. Ooh, okay. Was that was that James Cameron? No, that wasn't James Cameron. No, that was um, um, fucking what's his face from Inception that directed it. Yeah, Oppenheimer guy. Um, oh, Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yes. Yeah, Christopher yeah. Nolan. Yeah, he directed they, they, um, Interstellar and The Dark Knight. Um, they said that yeah. Interstellar is probably his best movie, Chris. So that should tell you a lot. No, I, I've actually I've watched Interstellar more than once um, because I like it so much. Okay, I'll definitely I'll add that to my list to check out. Yeah, yeah. highly recommend it. Phenomenal theme. Yep. All right, guys, before we go, is there any last topics you guys wish to discuss, wish to cover, something we did not mention? One thing for me. Go I for it. I forgot to mention it earlier. The show, I watched the show on Apple TV. It's called um, Silo. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Absolutely recommend. So freaking good. Silo. Yes. Um, okay. If you have T-Mobile, they give you Apple TV for free, hey. uh, unless you're the Sprint pushed over to T-Mobile, I guess. Yeah, yeah then we get Hulu, <laughs> and I'm curious how that's going to work in about a couple months. Right. Um, but yeah, it is so good. But okay. that's it for me. All right, Mason, any final thoughts, points? Um, All I got to say is check out Zom 100. And uh, Mushoku's Tensei season two is out, so Hell check yeah. that out Get too. In there. All right, so my final point is that if you guys are going to be going out this weekend to seeing Oppenheimer and Barbie, let us know your thoughts. Yes. Did you like them? Did you hate them? Tell us because we might actually go see them. I don't know if we're going to see it this weekend, but we might go ahead and get an opportunity to see it for our next podcast. Yeah, I, right. I would like to. All right, we'll figure it out. Thank you all so much for joining us. You know me. I am Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. You can find me controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers, the TikTok page at Uninformed Gamers. And if you wish to race with me, you can find me at Darkness Tiger on Xbox and Darkness Tiger 2. 
on PlayStation 5. All right, guys, go ahead and give your sign-offs. Yeah, um, I am Chameleon. You can find me on Twitter at Chameleon Games. And I have been Rad Dreams of Rad Dreams Review on YouTube, as well as Rad underscore Dreams on Twitch. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next time. Bye. Later.